Welcome to the Simple Talk Podcast. It's your host, Roshan. Hope you guys are having a good day. Let's get this started. First episode, you know, I've been contemplating <clears throat> doing this episode for a long time. And honestly, um, a lot of different topics um, I wanted to cover. But I always thought, what would be the first one? Um, I sat down and I thought about it. And uh, honestly, this idea, this topic you see, kind of crossed my mind a lot of times because uh, it was very near and dear to me. So I thought, you know what, let's, let's, uh, let me speak on this matter. Maybe it, it will help some of the young guys coming up. Uh, you know... I've actually um, personally played with a lot of African players and worked with them closely on and off the pitch. Um, this was back in Nepal. And, uh, you know, I must say they're a great bunch of guys. They're very charismatic people. Yeah? And they have a lot of uh, flavor to them. And they are very uh, colorful people overall. And uh, they work hard. And they're, they're freakishly strong even though they actually don't go to the gym. And uh, I must say I had a pleasure um, working with them because they were so um, easygoing at the same time. So I just thought, um, you know, in this uh, first episode, I thought I would um, maybe, maybe help some guys coming from Africa. I know there are a lot of guys out there who uh, want to come to South Asia to play and uh, pursue their dreams of uh, becoming a professional football player. Uh, most importantly, uh, being able to, you know, provide for their family and their kids and, you know, whatever means that they have to come over to the South Asia. So for back home, I think that's a um, great step and I have a huge respect for any individual who, you know, sacrifices a lot of their time and effort and friendship and um, family time and education to actually pursue their dreams, whatever it is that they want to pursue. And uh, let's get into it. So I, I see a lot of young athletes out there, you know, uh, trying to come over to South Asia. And the reason why I say South Asia is because I'm from Nepal and I've seen um, many foreign players coming in and especially in the last four or five years um i've seen a lot of guys come in from africa because there is a high demand of foreign players and the fifa regulations have i believe is it's not as strict as it used to be so there's a lot of infiltration from a foreign department in the local scene of nepal which I believe definitely helps the um, the level of sport uh simply being you know from fitness standpoint of view or uh physical aspect I think it definitely helps the sport a lot but more importantly what it has showed the demand of these uh foreign players um coming in and showcasing the talent and making sure in, in, even in local uh, tournaments they these guys are absolute monsters and they dominate and uh, most of the time they you know they, they are getting paid well and they're being looked after well as long as they perform and this is how these are all the pros that they 
um, you know, uh, they gather and they are notoriously famous for uh, being absolute uh, killers in the in the game. But um, there are also downside to it. You know, I was looking up some of the articles and uh, it was it was really heartbreaking to see that um, most of these um, young guys coming in from Africa and other places, um, they are being misled. They are being uh, falsely, uh, well, there's a false dream, there's a false hope provided to them. And um, it's really sad. So I just thought that, these pointers might help you, uh, if it, especially if you're young players coming into the game and you want to pursue a dream um, in South Asian uh, region. All right. There's a few countries that actually do well, but um, ideally you don't expect a lot of money to come in f as much as from Europe. There's a lot of competition of European teams, uh, even from a semi-professional level. I mean, I live in England, so... I played. I've seen the European level. I've seen. I played in uh, Nepal in 2016. I represented three-star football club. Went to Mongolia, uh, competed, um, and qualified for AFC Champions League. We were in pre-pre-prelims, but it was a hell of an experience, you know. So for me, I've I've sort of I want to say I've sort of seen um, the requirements for these guys who do come in and. Um, these are all my personal experience. Now, you got to take it with a grain of uh, salt. Anyway, so the first thing would be what region do you guys want to compete? If you're young, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, um, which country do you think will meet your demand? Um, now, if you look at India, they you know there's a lot of investment in the last five, six years from the big family, the rich family, and actors and singers. <clears throat> who actually have been promoting uh, football and you know in if you can get into India through your agent uh, that's a big bonus but I would also be careful uh, there's always some shady deal uh, especially with the passport and stuff like that so make sure you when you do enter a country like India Nepal you have a legitimate uh, passport and immigration document ready so you can legally work have a work permit or so that allows you to play without any stress okay so number one is the region what region you want to play with have a look understand there are different languages different cultures um and be open to the idea that you in general any anybody who comes from outside might not be immediately accepted and uh you know it's just the way it is but as as you um understand the culture as you appreciate and as you stay open-minded you know the locals and uh, the, a lot of people out there will hopefully be open-minded to you guys as well so and as long as you perform people will love you you know that's anywhere but um they will absolutely love you and uh, they would want you in your team and they'll support you and trust me and then that's when your demand goes up and you can ask for more money and that's how it goes okay number two would be uh realize who your middleman is and or agent or whoever it is that you want to call these days um a lot of the time you know I, um yeah, if you're from from a place where your family you know your parents have to um you know sell a lot of land 
houses. Uh, it's not, you know, and you're paying off the agent fee of two thousand and one thousand dollars or whatever it is, and you come in the hope of playing and paying the debt back home in country like Nepal and. Uh, it is going to be very challenging. It might take a few, couple of years. So, and also, really realize that is it worth sacrificing that much money from your mother, uh, whoever buys or sells the land to send their the kid to pursue their dream. So, understanding these heavy, heavy uh, burden that you take, and making sure that every time you step in the pitch, that you know what you're representing and um, where you come from. I think that holds a heavy value whenever you play and compete in any part of the region whether it's a local or international level i think that gives you a extra motivation uh, determination to work hard and play hard and even through injuries i've seen some of the guys actually uh being injured and still not wanting to come out and you know later on you speak with them and they'll tell you this crazy story that and it just you know i just have so much respect for these guys um so uh, understand who your middleman is. What I mean by that is being able to assess whether they they don't have any ulterior motive to screw your money. They don't have any ulterior motive to um, worst case scenario, uh, you know, hopefully not. But there has been a lot of cases where you are stranded after you are left in the airport and no one's there to pick you up. You don't know anything about the country and you're there by yourself, and next thing you know, you know you're human trafficked. These things happen, so I want you guys to be uh, very aware of these matters because this is a very serious matter, and it, it does happen. Uh, it's a cruel world. I'm not trying to sway you away from the the reality, but I just want to make sure if you do pursue these dreams, I want you to be ready, not just your skill-wise, football-wise. You might be a great footballer, but you might be naive in the real world, so... Make sure the middleman you can absolutely trust, you can hold him accountable and also make sure if you are going to South Asian country that you do tell your mom and dad or your uncle or aunt, whoever is your guardian, to actually um, um, keep contact with your middleman. You know, a lot of these people, I've seen some of the things, they come in, you know, you're playing the game and they come in and and they sell you these uh, stupid dreams. Um you know, you're playing with your buddies and, oh, I can make you player, you know, blah, blah, blah. This country needs a player like you, this club. They'll sell you a little bit and you get charmed. So always be um, mindful. Be clever. Educate yourself, guys, okay? And uh, understand, I think going through that hurdle of middleman is one of the toughest challenges that you will face. And uh, not everybody is like that, but, you know, as an individual, as a young guy, you know, you can be, you might be able to, you might be influenced very fast by these people. So be wary of those things. Um, I also want to say, number three, let's go number three now, okay? Number three is when you do reach, for example, when you do land Nepal, uh, here's something that I actually found which uh, really made me think a lot was... Uh, most of the guys seem to hand their passport to the agent in Nepal, which was very bizarre because I I didn't understand why. 
And uh, after having to speak with some of the guys out there, they said that, oh, he, you know, he, he takes our passport and he only gives us um, when he wants to or something like that, which made me think that maybe they hold on to the passport because they sort of, in a weird way, now listen to this, all right, they weirdly try to enslave you so that they can make you do anything, which I mean is like if you're a football player, that they might send you to some local tournaments here there immediately, even though you're injured. So they, oh, yeah, I got a player. So in a way, be, do not give your passport to anyone. Your documentation is for yourself. It's for your safety. You know, uh, do not be fooled by anybody. If someone wants to have your document or passport, and if I say, oh, you need to give me your passport, always make a photocopy. That still works, man. Make four or five photocopies. Anybody wants it, boom, just give it to them. Have a photocopy immigration, uh, photocopy of a passport, legal passport. Have a photocopy of a work permit and have a f extra, you know, uh, your passport size photos. Uh, this might sound trivial. It look, it might look like it doesn't matter, but in the long run, it matters a lot. Because most of the times, uh, you will be often stopped as a foreign player uh, with the documentation. That could screw you up big time and you might not be able to make money because as soon as you land, your objective as an athlete is to perform. Know the team, know the players, uh, know what the team is all about, know who the key players are, which competition they take part in, know the culture of the game in that particular country. The culture of the sport in Nepal is certainly different than the culture in Bhutan. The, it might be similar, but the the number of tournaments, the number of um, uh, players per player might be different. So always be wary of this situation and be smart. Don't be scared to ask. And also when you ask, don't be surprised if most of the guys out there might not answer you because, you know, you know, it happens, you know, it, it happens at every level. So don't be disheartened uh, if so you do ask certain questions and you are not, your questions are not answered. Uh, certainly be mindful that you will come across those kind of people. Um, but there are also a lot of good people who will help you, genuinely will help you. Um, and okay let's go to number four number four is uh you'll pay your salary this is an interesting one because i didn't realize until i went to nepal that you know salary is a funny one because a lot of times uh it's more of a hearsay you know you can get paid more depending on how you play on one game and then you can demand on that so there is there is no such thing as a fixed salary, okay? So what I'm trying to say is when you are there as a player and when you are there by yourself, you although you might have an agent or you might have a middleman there too, but remember you are the one promoting, marketing and representing yourself. No one else is, all right? So you make sure that whatever money you are going to get, whether it's from sponsors, from teams, from local teams or the league teams, 
that you are fully paid for. You're fully compensated for. Because last thing you want is that, oh, you hear that, oh, I'm supposed to get paid this and somebody's taking your money off. Do not let that happen. Also, if you do find your buddies out there, you know, some other African guys uh, out there who... I've seen, you know, they, they, they help each other out, which is great. You know, they should because, you know, you got to look out for each other. Um, so, yeah, with the salary, you know, it, for example, if I'm, let's talk in U.S. dollars. It, it makes it simpler. Um, if if I'm getting uh, $50 uh, a game and, uh, you know, my performance for last, I don't know, two games, three games was really good. And I'm like, hey, I want a $60. And then the promoter or the sponsor of the team might be like, all right, all right, we have a bit of a name, you know, and blah, blah, blah. It, it works. And same, you know, it's just always make sure nothing is permanent and everything is flexible. All right. That's one of the key things I've understood that um, what you get now is totally different from what you might get in the future. So always be prepared to negotiate. Always be because at the end of the day, as a as a person, you are marketing yourself. Your skill sets, your you are a product. Okay, your skill set, the art that you have. You might be a striker who scores a lot of goals. So that's your art. So you're selling that art to a team who need that you know and uh so always make sure that you guys are paid correctly and think about this as well and especially if you're uh you know sitting there listening to um this uh, episode and you think okay so i see where this is going so what if they say no if someone says i'm not going to pay you this you know don't be disheartened you know, they will pay you if you're worth it. And if, if you're high, if you are asking, say, for example, uh, some of the local tournaments, uh, they don't have big budgets. They don't have seats. You know, the fans don't see. Uh, they don't have fancy seats. They don't have state. They hardly have stadiums. Nepal doesn't have. Nepal is not a renowned place for having a lot of big uh, stadiums. But what they are renowned for is having a passionate fans and who cheer foreign players and local players, they love the game and they'll love you if you play uh, well and um, they'll also crucify you if you don't play well. It's just the nature of the game. So you can't, you cannot be mad at fans. But if it's about the team, I think for, for example, the manager, you have to deal with him. You have to negotiate money with him. If you look around the tournament, the tournament is not a big deal. And you ask for like, I don't know, $120 US dollars a game, which is a lot of money uh, per game. We're talking per game. And they might say, you know what, I can do $80. But if you say no, if you become reluctant, then maybe your as a reputation as a guy might be, you might be a good player, but they just can't afford you, man. So it really depends on how you see it. If you see there's a league game, so there's a league, massive league game, that's where you truly, truly, truly start bumping up the money and uh, maybe get more. You know, there's a league game happens every single year, but right now because of the COVID and the lockdown, it does not. But if you do end up going next year in 2021, and hopefully the league is resumed and uh, you guys can extract a lot of money and uh, from sponsors and put on a show too, you know, I think... One of the uh, key things is that um, everybody goes there to participate. But if you are like, you know what, I'm going to put on put on a show, I'm going to perform, 
I'm going to make sure that when people come in, they enjoy watching my game. You know, that's the kind of, uh, and you win, you know, you try things, you make it look things exciting. And this all goes uh, for entertaining pers- uh, purpose, but you do the things, basic things right too, okay? So these are the things that um, you can extract money from, you know, excite them, excite the local because a lot of times I feel like um, in Nepal, there's not a lot of exciting players in terms of being, I think there are a lot of talented players, but not someone who's very, not a lot of guys who truly, truly, truly dare to do a crazy skill, you know. So it'd be nice to see some guys to pull off some crazy stunt and, uh, you know, put on a show for the fans and uh, who pay money uh, to come and see you play. So... I think this will be it for the first episode. Uh, Keep working hard. Peace.